Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. I went in at like noon to see this fucking movie. Uh-huh. Got home at 3.30. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Yeah, it's two and a half uh, hours long, Dave. It's more than that. It's like two hours 40. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched House of Gucci. Yeah. It's like House of Wax. Except people <laughs> are getting, instead of wax, people are getting covered in expensive leather goods. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. You mean Jared Leto's prosthetics? Jared Leto's prosthetics. Yes, they're getting they're getting uh, uh, covered in in Jared Leto's fine velvet corduroy suits and all of mm. his prosthetics. Okay, let's start there. To, to play a man who doesn't look like that. Yes. <laughs> Tom, okay, so I was reading an interview with Tom Ford, the real Tom Ford. Sure. The uh, the designer in this, he's he's near the end of the movie. Yeah, he's actually played uh, by uh, Reeve Carney in the film, who is Art Carney's nephew, I think. Okay. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor and, there. And boy, Tom Ford seems very confused. <laughs> By this movie, Cause, yeah, yeah, because he's just like, what the fuck is this? Because like, he's talking, he's talking about Jared Leto, and I, I, I found the 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 quote was like, he he did eccentric and he was eccentric, eccentric and did some wacky things, but his overall demeanor demeanor was certainly not like the crazed and seemingly mentally challenged character of Leto's performance. Uh, that's what he wrote about it, because yeah. I can't figure out why they did that. I don't know. I feel like Jared Leto. Okay, they, I feel like this movie has a has a firm melodramatic tone. Like this is melodrama. Yes. Well, um, and then sorry. Oh, go, oh, go on. And then so they have that tone where everybody is larger than life, but not not cartoonishly so. Uh, yes. And then Jared Leto walks into the film playing a cartoonish Italian buffoon. Like yes. he is playing Waluigi. He's an Italian face. He is an Italian face. Uh, he, he literally speaks like, but do you don't like my ideas. Like that is yeah. literally what he sounds like. <laughs> um. So Tom Ford, again, this review that he gave was like also judged as a movie. And he, he kind of pointed out like he felt like. He he actually felt that way about all of the char- a lot of the characters. I think just because he personally knew he them, personally knew he them. Com- sure, yeah, he compares it to watching a SNL version of it. But he was saying like it really felt like a lot of the scenes were there so the actors got to act because there's all these big actors and like that is what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like they're all 
they all get their turn at getting an award in this movie. That's that's the impression I get. Like it's three hours, nearly three hours, and I feel like all right, either do a mini series or cut it down. Yeah, this feels like it would have been. I mentioned a second ago the tone is melodrama. Uh, this, yeah. this feels like it should have been like a Ryan Murphy show, right? Yeah, like yeah. this should have been a season of American Crime Story, and it probably would have been. It probably would have been better i think as a season of american crime story yeah did um, you like this movie yeah actually yeah i didn't mind it i thought it, i thought <laughs> it was uh perfectly entertaining melodrama i mean uh, as the real life tom ford has been saying i'm aware that uh it's not factually airtight and that it's taking creative liberties with uh with these people which is i mean that's what every yeah uh, bi- biopic does it's that, that's fine um, well, but like, okay. in my opinion, nobody, I mean, everybody's fine in this movie, uh, you know, outside of Jared Leto, nobody's getting an Oscar for this. Like, this is not, they better not. this they is better not, not good acting. This is just, <laughs> but I think they think that's what they were doing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it, here's okay. You're right that all biopics, you know, like Tom, one of the things Tom Ford complains about in this is he's like, oh, I never met him before he died or whatever like it was um I'm sh- yeah i'm sure he didn't meet Maurizio yeah, and Gucci like, personally yeah no. and it's like yeah but they're making a movie yeah they're so, making a movie they want to consolidate things and simplify things so it's like i understand yeah, that yeah sure but i i think there's a difference between changing some stuff in a biopic and being like grotesque about it and like i would say this is borderline disrespectful at times um certainly because of the idea Jared Leto's of like, portrayal of paolo yeah, gucci certainly like that that, that was a, a man who didn't look like that like he looks <laughs> like you look at pictures of him he combs his hair like he looks he, he looks kind of like that but like yeah. not like this is this is the bush gardens caricature version of the real guy like it's yeah and the fact that my god god what is he do like he's in a different movie he's not he's in, in the same movie. movie he's doing all of his scenes with al pacino and to al pacino's face he's going like they don't like my ideas like it yeah. is fucking ins- it is it's bonkers <laughs> i i like to hope it, in between takes he'd be like ah oh, we're really doing this al and i would be like don't touch me <laughs> like don't come near me <laughs> Like Al Pacino, uh, 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 conversely, is being relatively understated when he could, he could, yeah. you would go into a movie like this where it's House of Gucci, it's this big, splashy, melodramatic biopic about uh, the intrigue into the lives of the wealthy, um, and, you know, Jared Leto is doing this big fucking, in, the hugest performance I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, of a of a character who ultimately dies in poverty. Yeah, like he's, he's a, doing, he is a tragic character. Right, he's not a bad guy. Mm-mm, no, like, he's that's just, the thing. He's not the villain of this movie. No, in his he, his narrative function is he's the fool. Like so, it's like yes, they. He's a very Shakespearean fool, like a very tragic character, and he's 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 yeah. Fredo basically. He's Fredo from The Godfather. Um. So you would expect Al Pacino to go like scent of a woman when when 
that kind of performance is in this movie, but he doesn't. He's like really understated. He's, you know, being Pacino. Yeah, it's like Jared Leto sucked the energy out of Al Pacino. Right, like Jared Leto. And he harnessed like, it. Right. It's like he came in thinking, because most of his scenes are with Pacino. So it's like yeah. he came in expecting Son of a Woman Pacino. So he's like, I got to go toe for toe with Pacino. And so it ends it's... up like he's doing this huge cartoon character. And Pacino's it... playing like a real guy. Yeah, it it fundamentally hijacks the film that this this character, and I checked, this actor who is not from Italy and doesn't have any Italian roots. um, Leto? No, yeah. No. And like, as the internet pointed out many times, uh, like there were actors who looked like this that exist. Like you could just get a guy who's bald. Uh, And so, like, there's something about it that feels like a parody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That feels like something that we'd see in, like, 30 Rock, where you take this, like, hot young actor that no one really likes. That's the thing, is, like, he's not that popular. Like, people are kind of sick of him. And I think he has, like, allegations against him. He has, like, a, he's not... he has like, a sex cult. He's got, like, a weird... Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm, he's I'm, not... I'm speaking a little off the cuff on that, so please... Yeah, I mean, yeah, same look, here, but look I, it, I know look it, up your, look it up yourself, please, before you, you yeah. uh, say anything. But, like, it's something like that. Yes. And so they... <clears throat> taking him and, like... Like, he's not fucking... He's... He's not Daniel Day Lewis, you know. Like it really, it really so is the Tropic weird. Thunder joke. It is. It's it like, feels why like the are Tropic you doing Thunder this? joke. <laughs> uh, and it's so distracting from the rest of the movie at times because I just don't understand why they did it. Like, d- is Ridley Scott just like I got to get those millennials in? What are millennials like? Jared Leto. Like, is it just that he was, or is it is it because they looked at this and they're like. We need something, a reason for people to see this. So let's do this. Like, well, I mean, the reason it certainly has people talking, you know, Um, I just don't think it's for the right reasons. Yeah. And and it's like not even like on paper. There's a couple of big reasons to get people to see that. First of all, it's it's about Gucci, which is a big popular brand with people of kind of uh, all age groups. Um, Yeah. Plus, you got Lady Gaga in the lead role. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of this like rich people intrigue, you know, like succession is a huge show right now. So it's like, it's the subject matter is something that's hot right now. So like, there's enough working in this movie's favor that makes Leto as a literal clown in this film, uh, stand out all the more. It's so, his performance is confounding. It is. Uh, it is very... Like, I don't know why nobody stopped it. I don't from know. Happening. I guess because it's also wildly disrespectful, again, to a real character who died in poverty and is now being depicted like this. Mm-hmm. As a, like, I mean, as a buffoon. What the and fuck. And he, he probably, I mean, he may have well been a buffoon, but it, yeah, it's like. He might have been an asshole for all I know. Sure. That's the thing is that, like, I would have rather seen um, a version of the character that, like, actually explained who they were. Because for this, it's like I got no read off of who oh. this person actually was. Well, I mean, there's enough that he, saw, he just, he desperately wants approval. Like, that. there's enough yeah. there that you, you get his motivation for why he does things. It, it, but he's. I guess oh, 
it's I mean oh, I mean ahead. in terms of who the real person oh, who was. the real guy is yeah sure. like that's what I mean is that I don't like I'm defending this person who I don't know who could be terrible mm-hmm. but it's not it's not because I yeah it's it's not because I think he's good it's because like I would never want myself to be played in a movie like this you know what i mean like i, th- I what think a t- terrible even if the real version is he's more of a monster and mm-hmm. like he actually was a real asshole i'd rather see a nuanced version of a real person than like a weird caricature yeah you know that's there's there's i mean there's two things there that are working working against that one is you know just the nature of biopics and movies that are based on true stories often right. they're going to distill real life people who are extremely complicated uh, into movie characters who who aren't that complicated so unless For you're sure. unless For you're the sure. main character you're going to get one or two defining traits and that's For pretty sure. much what's what's going on here but you have the additional level because this is not only a biopic it's a melodrama yeah where it's everything is kind of exaggerated to soap opera degrees so mm-hmm. it's like we have his his defining characteristics, which is that he's desperately seeking approval and he's a fool. Those are his. That's all you need to know about this character. Every scene, right? Jared Leto doing Waluigi, notwithstanding, every scene he's in just reinforces those two things. Uh, yes. But when you have it exaggerated to a soap opera degree, <laughs> and then played by like this and then handsome played by young this actor, fucking Martian who's doing yeah. a clown show. My God, like we're, that's all we've talked about. What are we, 15 minutes into the show? That's all we've talked well, about is his performance. <laughs> because it needed to be talked about. Because I think it's the reason they're trying to draw people in. I So I want to make a recommendation right away. Sure. Because, all right, we, and this will move us off of it a little bit. I I liked this movie, but I would tell people, don't don't see it. Not in theaters. Wait, wait until it's on streaming or something. Because uh, I do think this movie... I got the feeling that this movie thought it was something more amazing than it was uh, because I enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun movie. It's very entertaining. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's not profound. No, it's certainly not. For me, it was like, uh, it's Sunday afternoon. I have to drive to this theater that was ice cold and sit for three hours. And it's like, just make a fucking mini series. <laughs> like that's like, it, this isn't an epic like it's it's just uh it's like you said it's a melodrama mm-hmm. it's entertaining people are doing a good job but like but it's not an acting f- tour de force or it, like, no it's not they're doing they're doing they're doing good jobs but nobody's like i said up top nobody's doing mind-blowing yeah. oscar-worthy performances in this film yeah um, um it's also i think it's um my biggest problem with it is it's a little too long and not That's just, what I'm saying. Yeah, and not just in the sense like, well, this would have been better suited as a miniseries, even though we both agree that it, it feels like that's what it should have been. Like, this should have been a Ryan Murphy production. It, well, it's more of this. It's pick a lane. If you're going to make something that's three hours, make it four hours and make it a miniseries, or make it two goddamn hours, because it's just not interesting enough. Right. Like, like the, the drama in it. I didn't really need a lot of it. Well, that's yeah. What I was getting, what I was getting to, is that a lot of the scenes that they do in this film, you know, beyond what you quoted Tom Ford, the real Tom Ford is saying, where it's like a lot of these scenes feel like they just exist, so the actors get to do a thing. Right. Um, most of the scenes in this movie don't give us new information. Uh, no, so it's they don't. like it, it's we the conflict is identified pretty early and then just we have like an hour and a half of just reinforcing that and it's like okay yeah. we, we're not 
this can be we can move along a little bit quicker here. <laughs> like we get we it. Really we really could. Get it. We yeah. understand what the conflicts what the conflicts are. All the players are in place. We're just like doing more and more scenes that just continue to reinforce this idea. It's like okay, we could cut some of this out. We could like montage some of this. They could absolutely cut a lot of things out. Yeah. that's the thing it's treated like it's fucking lord of the rings where there's all this lore that has to be in and these moments and it's like not really yeah like uh, i i get i okay their marriage is falling apart you don't need like three scenes uh to show that you know what i mean where right like it should have gotten it's like oh it's christmas and he bought her a gift card it's like they already fought so so much that he like slammed her against a wall you could hard cut to divorce after that scene Mm mm-hmm like stuff like that where it's it's like yeah just get to it yeah or get get to their separation quicker at the very least because a lot yeah. of that a lot of that middle stuff was really just i don't know it's trying to show how patrizia uh, reggiani i think is her name um the lady gaga's character how she kind of manipulates her way into uh the family and kind of starts uh uh blowing his life up basically like turning the family members against each other cutting al pacino and and everybody else out Um, right they do they do this thing and i'm not sure how i feel about it because they do make it seem like she single-handedly tore apart the gucci family sure um but i would actually also uh uh, um like i i feel like for a movie that's that's this long um it's not it's not nearly as nuanced as it should be. I guess it kind of is cuz you do get the impression that the family itself is a problem before she gets there, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and she's just more of like the fuse. Yeah. Um and then in the end it's Adam Driver, he did all those things, you know, that yeah. she tells him to do and he becomes a bastard. There's the the theme of the movie it feels like to me is that um it's when a family becomes a corporation, basically that transition of like, it's all in the family. People are telling the, the, yes, there's problems, but they're family problems. And then this outsider shows up and starts slowly like splitting it up. And then Adam driver's character, like becomes so cold hearted that he not only pushes out all the family, but then he gets pushed out by like strangers to the, the company yeah right so it all happens to him as well and then he gets shot spoilers yeah. <laughs> yeah he sure does get murdered he gets shot a bunch of times he gets shot like adam driver would yeah. like he he handles it in a very adam driver way he is extremely at adam driver in this movie oh yeah he's probably the most adam driver he's ever been in this film yeah and, uh, and it- so it's not like ah look at this lady tearing the family apart exactly but it ends on the idea that like on that the, the thing they say at the end which is that there hasn't been an actual gucci in that company ever since and it's almost about like uh, this move from a family company to a cold-hearted corporation yeah uh and the corporation does great it does great without them yeah um and like I don't know what the full message there is. I don't know if there is necessarily a message, uh, but it mm. does. I mean, I think you've hit on as much of a theme as it has where it's like, you get it, 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 to, a, to a degree, you can see it in, in the way they mistreat Paolo, Jared Leto, where they don't take him seriously. Right. They give him like uh, Pacino gives him a, a little bit of shares in the company just to keep him afloat or whatever. And he ends up selling those shares because he's a fool. Uh, but it's like if you if they had taken better care of him, 
um, because he's family, you know, if they had actually honored the familial commitment to him, maybe that wouldn't happen. And, you know, right. it, it's that's like a microcosm of, of the bigger issue of, of course, where they all end up blowing each other up and, and basically selling the company out to outsiders because they choose the company and the brand over the actual family. And I think right. that's as much of a theme as it gets. Yeah. And I, it's more like, it doesn't need to be any more than that. It's not a judgment. Mm-mm. That's what, that's it's not. part of that's what true. I liked it's, it's about not. the movie Yeah, is that it's not presenting the Gucci family as good or the corporation that took it over as good. Um, it's more of just showing this transition that I think a lot of companies have gone through, right? Where it's like, uh, as a company gets older, the the older generations, the people who started that company, die out, and it starts becoming more of an entity than anything else. Yeah. Just this sort of heartless entity uh, that people can go in and out of. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of, yeah, that's the whole point of this. It's a generation dying out, and the new generation kind of fucking it up. Yeah. Uh, but the old generation didn't really do a great job at passing that torch either yep. yeah so it's it's about just these power struggles kind of destroying a family uh and the the company survives on without them yeah yeah and yeah it, it is like it's more about what people think about that than the movie that it is really it is the thing i think that saves this movie for me is it doesn't feel like it's making a big judgment call no uh, and I appreciate that. The obviously, it's very sympathetic towards Maurizio, um, which, in fairness, uh, she did murder him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I that that was good. It was good not to like shit on the guy who was murdered. Yeah, uh, because they do make him again. They don't make him out to be great. Um, but everybody is as much of a melodrama it is i think the decisions that the people are making are nuanced enough yeah they make sense that it works yeah and it's like he makes he has problems he he spends too much he start you know he goes back and forth from wanting to be part of the company to not Mm -hmm. he's indecisive yeah um and, and they do a good job with that stuff where it's like he's not like the only person who is a cartoonish depiction is the jared leto guy uh, everybody else feels like a human being and they don't feel necessarily bad or like no one i would i would argue nobody in this movie is like depicted as evil if that makes sense uh patrizia is pretty close she's she sucks yeah she's a murderer she, she fucking but sucks you know, you know what i mean by that though like nobody is a mustache twirling villain like they they set up what brings her to that point and yes yeah it is not good reasons um no but they're identifiable from the beginning yeah like we yeah yeah, we know what she's about all she's ever cared about was uh being a gucci and and being a part of that money not even a part of that family but she does also like him like that's the thing is they do a good they they do a good job at like the beginning is he leaves the family Mm -hmm. because they're like she's a gold digger don't go for her and so for a while they don't live in luxury and she she's with him and then she encourages him to link up with his family because yes that's absolutely a part of her motivation yeah. from the start is she wants the money um but she does like him like that that's clear from it you know mm-hmm. and that's part of her arc is that her decision to murder him at the end doesn't gain her anything no 
<laughs> financially, it is just, and so she actually loses that part of her. Like if she just wanted money at that point, she'd be like, all right, I'm taking this money and I'm going, you know, she just tried to squeeze him for all he's worth by actually trying to have him killed. They do its arc where like she's legitimately has her feelings hurt. Yeah. And she's like, she just wants him dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's interesting because yeah. it's, yeah, they start her as this, as a, as a gold digger. And then by the end, she is doing things not for the money, but, but because she's just pissed. Yeah. It, it's, it's a mixture of things. It's, it's the status and the name and. Yeah. That's the, again, that's the thing is they don't make it again. It's so weird. None of the other characters feel cartoony. Mm-mm. Like she's not just trying to get money. That's what I figured it was going to be. I assumed she's killing him because they foreshadow it that he's going to get murdered at the beginning. Yeah. And like anybody who knows what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I assumed it was going to be because of money. And then that's the biggest surprise that it's not really. It's not it's only more because of, of money. Yeah. It's mostly spite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. It's a very interesting film. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's definitely not Oscar worthy. No. And I don't. <laughs> I mean, Lady Gaga is fine, but like everybody's doing every, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's just you know, it's with, it's a with melodrama. One exception. Yeah, yeah, with one with one. My God, what is he doing? <laughs> You're like, I I want to say it's not exaggeration. Like, if he had shown up in like a purple jumpsuit and a fucking W on him, uh, <laughs> or backwards L or whatever. Yeah, like it is. That is what he's doing. It's it's out of this world uh it is the best word for it is inappropriate he is inappropriate in this film it is confounding yeah oh man it is so fucking weird um, um i'm trying to think of other other performances in this movie that are worth talking about beyond the jared leto of it all <laughs> it's hard man adam driver everybody else is again just doing like accents yeah pretty uh, much some pretty are much. good some are not and like i don't going to the the idea of italian face or whatever and i've talked about this a few times it just strikes me as weird because it's not like you know people can play people from different countries you do different accents actors do it all the time they have american accents and so on and so forth yeah it's always weird to me when it's something like that fucking that don juan movie or don john don what john was it? don john don john where it's like they go so over the top and you're like what the fuck is this what are you doing everybody in this movie is just doing an italian accent they're supposed to be from italy it's fine jared leto is supposed to be an italian man who's eccentric i guess mm -hmm. and that mix just makes him yeah seem like a fucking weird stereotype seem like I don't a even nintendo know. villain yeah <laughs> It's so weird. It's My so troubling. Um, oh, shit. What is he doing? So yeah, Adam Driver's doing good. He's, I like, again, he's very Adam Driver, but it works. Yeah. Is that he's awkward. His character is an awkward guy who's not at all interested, who kind of becomes, who almost like turns into a more cold hearted businessman. Right. He's kind and he of. he does it really good. He's like Michael Corleone to a degree. Yeah. Like he's a guy that's not really interested like he says up front, I'm a Gucci in name only. He wants to be a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of kind of gets pressured into uh, taking over the company uh, because Pacino doesn't want to leave it to Jared Leto. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Lady Gaga, I would say the one problem with her character is I would have liked to actually see... It's like they stress the wrong stuff. I want to know what her background is that made that character obsess over joining this family. That's true. We don't... We, we see like, like one scene with her. It's she arrives at her family's uh, shipping company like her. And that's another element of the of the movie that I enjoyed in terms of like casting additional light on her character is that mm-hmm. she's not poor by any means. Like her no. dad owns a, a, a shipping company, you know, trucking, uh, which presumably drives uh, does uh, supplying all across uh, Italy because they have a very. A, a lavish wedding in like a, a an old uh a church and you know it, it it's clearly very expensive and yeah it's it's when uh adam driver is not still not welcome in, in the gucci family and there's only two people on his side of the church so it's clear that her family has paid for all this so it's like yeah. she, she's not coming from nothing um right but yeah, all we really get to see beyond that is she she arrives uh, and people are wolf whistling and she enjoys the attention and then like the next scene is she meets adam driver at a party and is not really interested until he mentions that his name is gucci and then she's obsessed with him and that's really all we get as far as her motivation like we don't really know uh, like maybe there's there's not even really you can infer that maybe she thinks like the shipping thing is is kind of like a stinky thing like like a stain on her reputation to have to admit that she comes from kind of like a blue collar but she really wealth. doesn't seem to hate it but she doesn't seem to um, hate it the only yeah the only thing we get to that degree is when she meets adam driver's dad jeremy irons for the first time and he kind of like sneers at the idea that she comes from a shipping company right um and so like once we get past that i thought her character was like very complex and it was clear but like that initial idea, like it, it's it really is like they try to paint her a little bit as a gold digger, but also not completely. She seems like she might be into him, but like you said, she like she only gets excited when mm-hmm. he she realizes he's a Gucci. She's definitely and then a, he like stalks him. Yeah, yeah. But it, and then she seems to like him. Mm-hmm. Like again, they get married and they're not they're not rich, so she seems to be fine with that. Uh, and then she's like telling him to go like she's not unreasonable at first either where she's like you know your uncle wants to talk to you and like that's not unreasonable even if she's like yeah i want the lifestyle she clearly seems to like this person um and so like it's it's just a little muddled at first i thought yeah um but she does a great job yeah they all do a great job uh jerry irons is doing great um did not did not realize Selma Hayek was in this until she was. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's and then her character's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, I like <laughs> how they character. do it. I I like how she just calls her. She's like a TV psychic, and then I like how every time she I they I think they did that really well because she's a TV psychic that she calls, and then she slowly starts hanging out with her or going for sessions, and like her house is sh- is like is is like shitty and she's clearly doesn't have much money and as they keep hanging out Selma Hayek gets richer and richer mm-hmm. and it felt like the implication is she is siphoning off yeah. of this woman in that very last scene before they finally plan his murder where she's like bitching to Selma Hayek about how uh, she's getting divorced and they're doing like what is clearly a very expensive mud bath and then Selma yeah. Hayek like casually says like well let's talk about it let's let's go on vacation to like Barbados or something and let's yeah. talk about it so it's like very clear that she's just siphoning money off of her. 
Yeah, she's basically what she is. Yeah. You know, she was using her to like, you know. And she's the lady that knows the two contract killers. Like she connects them and kind of mm-hmm. orchestrates the murder for her. Yeah. Yeah, that was really well done. For a character that doesn't can't be in the movie for very long mm-hmm. as a way to show that progression. Yeah. Um I thought Al Pacino's doing a great job. He gets a little Al Pacino-y when they like betray him at the end. Um, but other than that, he's 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 very uh, you know not Al Pacino-y. Yeah, no, he 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 plays a sweet old man basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pl- he's uh, yeah, probably not that sweet. No, but, there's there's uh, a you know uh, there's a couple of moments. There's a couple of scenes where it kind of flares up where he's like, eh, you probably shouldn't question what I do because I built this company and who the hell are you? Right. Uh, but yeah. But most of this movie, I would argue, is filler. Yes. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a lot of the scenes are just kind of reinforcing what we already know about all these characters and, and the relationships they have, which it, after a, it's not bad, you know, uh, but after when when your movie's almost three hours long, it's like, man, we should we could really get to the uh, get to the point a little bit quicker. With well, some I think of this. it's. I think it's like, it's why you really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or from what I recall, you liked kind of living in it, you know? Yeah. That was one of the things you said to me about that. Yes. Um, I think part of this movie is supposed to be that, which is like you're sort of existing in the world mm-hmm. and enjoying these characters because they're, they're seen as like, you know, eccentric, uh, out of this world type of people. Um, but like... Yeah, I never, I was never bored, but I did always feel like it was, they were like stretching to get to the actual point. Cause it, it could have, this, this is like, if you wanted to, this is, this is an hour 45. You could cut a solid hour out of this movie. Yeah, I think so. You really could. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because, and that is incredible. That's incredible, but that there's a movie out there. That's two hours and 40 minutes that you could cut in a full hour from, uh, because that that's ultimately, that's the thing is we, we are saying it could be a mini series, but I don't, I don't, nothing happens to justify a mini series either. Like I wouldn't know what the drama of each episode would be because there isn't much, all, everything is emotional, right? Like mm-hmm. all the uh problems yeah that they run into mm-hmm. are purely emotional it's just people fighting with accents yeah <laughs> so i don't know in the real life story i think there was a lot more legal battles um so you mm-hmm. could have and this is based on a, a on a book called house of gucci uh like a, a non-fiction book so you could if you were going to go the miniseries route, there's there's other areas of conflict that actually happen that you could mine for for potential dramatic uh, scenes. Uh, but this movie doesn't. It kind of glosses over a lot of the real events uh, uh, of this period of 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 the Gucci company uh, in favor of these scenes that are just actors like you said yeah fighting with it's accents it's very people it's, doing yeah. auditions it's just like it's like yeah <laughs> th- this is this is gonna be like used for people to do monologues later mm-hmm. um it, it it it's really weird like go, thinking about the movie i was definitely in the theater for three hours i can't remember three hours worth of plot uh like okay they get married they fuck a lot 
uh, the family doesn't like her. She encourages him to join with the family. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto's not very good. He wants to start his own thing. Uh, he slowly like pushes Jared Leto and Al Pacino out. He first teams up with Jared Leto to like betray uh, Al Pacino with the tax fraud. He goes to jail for a year. He uses that time to basically push Jared Leto out. Uh, then they get a divorce. I forget why. It's just that they drift apart. Like he gets mad because she made him do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he he goes skiing, meets a lady. She's jealous. They have a kid. Uh, yeah, and then they get divorced, and then she's just mad at him because of the divorce. Uh, like every scene, they keep cutting back to her, and she's just more and more mad. He doesn't do anything more, and then she just says, ah, "I'm gonna have him killed." Yeah, and she has him killed, and then she goes to court. Like it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh. And maybe that's why it was all these performances where they were worried that this movie wouldn't stand out otherwise, <laughs> that it needed like, it needed like this over the top shit. It needed, and maybe, it needed maybe Jared it Leto in, in fucking corduroy velvet suits. Right. Maybe it did because it is purely emotional. Not much actually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just about this couple and their, their rise and fall. Yeah more uh, basically yeah it, it, yeah. it, it it's just it's it's uh essential elements that's really all the story is about yeah for sure yeah um <laughs> then god damn it this and fucking this big jackass. top circus yeah. performance from jared leto it's fucking ridiculous he's not even in the film that much no he's but in every like time five he shows scenes. up yeah it's just like i felt like he needed to be escorted out of every scene he was in <laughs> Like, he needed to be handcuffed and led off the set. Yeah. Some crewman needed to tackle him and drag yeah. him out of there. Like, maybe he I was hate... never cast in the film. Maybe he just showed up. Yeah. And they were like, started look, doing it's... that shit. Just write him a role. It's easier that way. Yeah. That's how you get Jared Leto to go away. So you just write him a role where he gets to wear all this goofy shit on his face and do a voice. It really feels like, going back to this Tom Ford thing, that it does feel like it's all these actors who have their own brands. And they had to be their brands. Jared Leto had to wear makeup and do like a thing. You know, there's all those interviews where he's clearly joking about snorting whatever. Marinara sauce. And it's like, you gotta cut me, I had bleeding Parmesan cheese. It's like, okay, man. Where he's clearly joking, but it's like, now he's become like a parody. It really is Tropic Thunder, where it's the method actor. yeah. Yeah, where he's like becoming a parody of himself in this movie. And now everybody's gonna have to like rubberneck it. And like, you know, no one's not, everybody's going to want to see it. You know, it's, it's just like, people are going to see this movie just to see what Jared Leto is doing. And that's a bad reason to see a movie. Uh, We shouldn't, we should not encourage this type of behavior from Jared Leto. (laughs) We should not reward it. No. But that's what it feels like is it doesn't really feel like, and I don't, again, the Gucci, it's a rich family who gives a shit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, there's, there's these rich, these rich bastards, sure. but it does feel like they're using other people's lives to just prop up their own crazy performances. Yeah, it's that's you're going to get an element of that anytime, pretty much anytime you do a biopic or a movie that's based on true events. Yeah, it's, they're they're not going to be as respectful for these real people. And yeah, sure. They're they're a fabulously wealthy family and they they all engaged in uh varying degrees of criminal behavior but they were still 
people, you know, and they have right. Like, and they they still were a family, so they have uh, like the same identifiable conflicts and issues and relationships that that the rest of us can certainly relate to, at least on that level. So right. there not, there should be yeah. It's like. It's, it's not the, punching down for the most part, mm-mm. except for the fact, because they do this Jared Leto performance and he's a clown and everything. And at the end, they're like, by the way, he died in poverty. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, well why the fuck did you spend the whole movie mocking him? Yeah. Jesus. That's the same. Like, that's the same th- mentality behind like Tiger King where it's yeah, like or pain and gain. Those were yeah. all things that felt like punching down because they're like doing these like hilarious imitations of people. And then they're like, by the way, their life is a tragedy in real like right. and they died and they didn't get any money from this movie that we're doing. And it's like, oh, so you're just making fun of sad dead people. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like that's weird yeah. and grotesque. It's, it's pretty ghoulish. <laughs> a lot yeah. of degrees. Yeah. A lot of ways rather. And it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to encourage that side, that Tiger King stuff. I mean, it's always existed, you know? We've always had the Jerry Springer. Yeah. That that aspect. Nobody's, but nobody's just, getting killed on Jerry Springer, but it's it's from the yes. same... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, it's the same it's mentality. the same kind of mentality, yeah. It's just a, a path a little bit further down that road. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, Jesus, Jared, I hope you get haunted by this guy. Yeah. I hope this guy haunts you. I hope you wake up in in browns and pastels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just weird. It's just, it doesn't sit easy with me. That aspect of it, yeah, it was was quite a shock to have it. I mean, not that much of a shock. Well, okay, here's what it is. There's a real whiplash in that moment because the movie's tone throughout uh, didn't feel out of place when the finale happens and, it, and you know we start to get the title cards to tell us what actually happened. You know, Patrizia went to jail for decades. Uh, the Gucci company no longer has a Gucci there. It's publicly traded. It's done very well under other people. Um, apparently, right. Sama Hayek is actually married to someone who is an executive at the company that currently owns Gucci. So that's interesting. Uh, Sama Hayek, the actress? Yes. Okay. The actress, not huh. the character she's playing. Right. Um, and then they do like, you know, Aldo Gucci, who's Pacino's character died of prostate cancer in 1990. And you're like, that's, that's not out of plate at a place or like out of tone with the movie because you feel kind of bad for him in the movie. Like he kind of gets screwed over yeah. by his family and he was, you know, with a bit of a mean streak in him, but he was ultimately just kind of a nice old man. Right. Um, and he was the, the, the key word there is old too, where I would be. If the if the ending credits said he is alive and well, I'd be like, really, really, some kind that of event. Seem- yeah, the events yeah. of this film are like thirty eight years ago. But yeah, you know, like-, like it's not to learn that the character who was portrayed tragically in the film met a tragic end. That's not out of tone with the movie, is what I'm saying. Right. But like yes. right after that title card about Aldo, you get the one about Paolo, where it's like Paolo died in poverty in 1995, and it's like that is whiplash because the entire movie is jared leto playing paolo like this this cartoonish fool right. like and this... if you're gonna do that do that to the people who deserve it yeah do that to the bad people in society right. like he's not bad he's just an idiot who really wants to make he's an idiot yeah. who designs terrible clothes and he just wants somebody somebody in his family to like be nice to him like acknowledge yeah. him uh, and then it's so we have two and a half hours of Jared Leto doing this cartoon character version of this guy. And then we learn he died penniless. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. It's like, what the hell? 
Yeah, what were we all doing here? Why were we bullying Why this guy? Why are we dunking on this poor yeah. dead fool? Yeah. Why are we bullying the dead poor man? Yeah. It's so weird. It's a weird decision. And yeah, man, Jared Leto. Yeah. Why did they do that? Why I did they do know. any of that? I don't know. Because it's Ridley Scott making the movie. So you would think that he'd be able to look at a performance like that and be like, that's not really the tone I'm going for. But maybe he was right. just like, hey, it's Jared Leto. People are going to come see him. So he's playing a character that doesn't really matter. Like, again, I've said it nine times now, but like the, the characters function in the story. He's the fool. So like he's yeah. kind of an inconsequential character in terms of the story of this film. So maybe he was just like, yeah, it's fine. He can play him like a cartoon. It doesn't matter. But it right. super I, does matter. <laughs> it feels like a product of like a Hollywood bubble where it's like, just get an actor who, yeah. who is that age, who looks kind of like him. That's it. No need to hire Jared Leto and then make him look like and that. And a bunch of horse shit well, to his much, head. How much money did they spend to make him look like that? Like, this is why there are actors, why yeah. actors exist, is what you do is you have a casting director who then gives you a bunch of actors who look like the part, and then you pick one out. And, like, it'd be one thing if Jared Leto was, like, nailing it. But as we've said many, many times, he's not. He's, be he's acting like a clown. So it's like, why do this? It's so weird. It, like, I feel like I should be offended by it, but I'm not sure why. Like, it's more like intellectually offended by it, where it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we hiring uh, a, a young actor to play an old man? <laughs> like, wh what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's uh, confounding. It's confounding. It's confounding. It's really confounding. It's a very dumb decision. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I think... I was entertained by this movie, but I think this movie is ultimately not, it's, this is going to be like an oddity, you know what I mean? Like an artifact mm -hmm. that we're just sort of, people are going to talk about it for the next week and then we're going to forget it ever existed, I think, personally, um, because it's fine, but it didn't do anything amazing. And most of the most, like the biggest impression it gave me was confusion. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, well, whatever, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't this, know. This better not get any major acting nominations or anything. Yeah. I don't want to hear about this movie after this. Like, I don't, I, like, again, I didn't hate it, but I'm just, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want people talking about this one. No. Yeah, I don't want it in the awards. It's, I just want it to move, you yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's pass just, us by. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking it's, fine. It's fine. It's a perfectly fine melodrama. I I enjoyed it. I was entertained. But like, it's not, yeah. this is not a sweeping, not sweeping. This is not like a big dramatic epic that is like awards material. Like it, yeah. like the, like the uh, marketing it's getting. It's not that. It's, uh, right. it's like one step above like trashy Ryan Murphy television. Yeah. I would compare it weirdly enough um, to a movie I liked more, The Irishman. Where that's another movie where I'm like, I don't know why it needed to be that goddamn long. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like, too, like, too long. It's, if think... you're making an epic, make an epic. Mm -hmm. um, but these aren't epics. They're just long movies yeah. that didn't need to be long. I think Scorsese is a little bit, is better at uh, 
managing those links because when he has scenes where it's just actors acting like they're having an entertaining conversation or you know what I mean? Like it produces yeah. memorable dialogue and things like that. Oh, I, I like he's the better. Irishman he's way better, better. It, I think. It's also the, I would argue the Irishman has more of a reason to be long because it's sort of about a life. It's about, yeah, it's about like six decades, you know? Yeah. And, and that's long. This isn't, this is about maybe 10 years, 15 um, years around that. Yeah. And again, that nothing in the story needs it to be extremely long. No. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like 20 so, years. It's 20 years. It 20 starts years, in the seventies like and then he's murdered in 95. So yeah. But but yeah, the point remains. <laughs> like yeah, still too long. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, I, I I think I could probably echo what you're saying. Maybe don't rush out to the theater to see this. Wait till it's on VOD and you can like pause it. Yeah, yeah, um, you're gonna want to pause it because it's it is it is an entertaining movie. It is it is a a, a tasty melodrama. But my God, you, that Jared Leto performance. Yeah, cert- there are certain movies I feel like where they should be like. Before the movie starts, they're like, okay, so you know how we say no talking on the phone or no checking your phone? That doesn't count for this one. You probably like, there you, needs to be you can movies do that a few like times that. in this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a movie where it's like, I, I really could have done a crossword puzzle while watching this. Yeah. Like a rating that tells you how many emails you can send during yeah. it. You could probably yeah, send exactly. two or three emails during this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I got nothing more to say. Nope. That's all. Yeah, that, Are is, we gonna... that is the house of Gucci. You think we're going to cover the new Resident Evil? I don't know. I saw that today, though. You saw it? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, well I, well, I need to see it, but sure. I, that's another one I don't want to go to the theaters for. Did you like it? I did, yeah. Okay, okay, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, maybe? I don't know if we're going to cover it. Something more... I feel like we just did. We just did, I think Tom. we probably just did. Yeah, that's our Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City episode. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, folks. Thanks for listening. Let me tell you real quick about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed for just $5 a month. You can uh, listen to all sorts of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm. and Spielboys. Those are all on there. You can check it out. We also watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Mm-hmm. We will not watch House of Gucci. Probably we not. Might wa- Probably we not. might watch the new Resident Evil, which I'm sure will be on streaming like tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the windows are getting shorter and shorter. The, both of these movies will be on VOD in probably four weeks, if that. Thank God. So, yeah. yeah. Um. We also have a store. To, uh, head over. Oh, fuck, I almost gave you the wrong address. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. It has all kinds of cool original artwork and designs uh, for our shows and also not for our shows, just like fun things. Uh, you can get that 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 cool art on T-shirts and, and mugs and stickers and posters and all kinds of stuff. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's not Gucci, but it's way yeah. less expensive. It's way less expensive. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a thing that I will say with confidence and certainty. Yeah. And it's more dignified than everything Jared Leto does. Everything we sell in that shop is more dignified than Jared Leto's performance. Absolutely. We of have, this we cartoon sh- bastard. <laughs> we have a shirt that's just that's just Mitch Pileggi's face from the movie uh, The Shocker. Mm-hmm. And that's more, that's more dignified. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's john f kennedy's feel, presidential portrait compared to jared leto's performance in house of gucci i i feel more artistically fulfilled 
it, like more proud of myself mm-hmm. artistically yes. having watched his performance. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm better than him. Yeah, it's a real if you're if you're struggling to break into screenwriting or movie making or if you're just like an artist who's like unsure about like man, maybe I'm not any good, I don't know. Watch this or movie just, and look at yeah, Jared just, Leto and and understand that he's a a a a millionaire actor with Academy Award nominations under his belt. It's all bullshit. So it's yeah. just like <laughs> It's all bullshit. This is all life is a lie. Yeah, make make art that's good for you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. And then other people will follow because holy shit, I don't yeah. know what's going on with Jared Leto's performance in this movie. It's it's one of the great mysteries of life. Or why we gave him an Oscar nomination for playing Frankenstein in The Little Things. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. He got an Oscar nom for that movie. I don't know what any of what you're saying you is. You remember that, that, that murder mystery movie, The Little Things with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek and Jared Leto was the murder suspect? The and like his whole things. performance is he's walking around like Frankenstein. And he had, oh, a, he had a bizarre did, fake gut. Did we review this movie? I think we did. <laughs> Holy shit. Don't worry about yeah. it. It was one of the first like theatrical Warner Brothers movies to be dropped on HBO Max. I think it was January of, uh, or December oh or January. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't worry about it. it passed. That's the appropriate reaction to the little things. <laughs> is I, I have d- no memory of this movie. Holy shit. Yeah, I have no memory of this movie. Yeah. Wow. My, my, the, the, my point is, is don't. Don't question your your artistic integrity or your or the merit the artistic merit of anything you create because it's because it, Jared Leto because exists. Jared Leto exists and people are telling him that's good art so mm. just be you man <laughs> just be you <laughs> unless you're Jared Leto listening to this stop it yeah that's whatever what that saying. is knock that off if you're Jared, Jared Leto, Leto <laughs> listening to this cut it cut the shit tone that shit down yeah what is that okay. that's not a real person. Okay, yeah. I never for one second forgot that that was Jared Leto underneath all that makeup. <laughs> no, it was just Jared Le- Leto in disguise. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? It was like the master of disguise, that yeah. movie. It was just, and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it is exactly the master of, sky- master of disguise. What was his name in that? Pistachio Disguisey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He might as well have been called Pata- That's right. They're doing Italian face in He's that. He's doing too. Italian face in that. Oh, man. He is doing. He was better. F- he should have been in that movie instead of this. Right. Movie. Jared Leto's Paolo Gucci is a character from The Master of Disguise. Yes. That's the Perfect. kind of performance he's giving. We got there. Yep. We, we, it, it came full circle. We did it. <laughs>